Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought or another. William James. Greetings, my peak performers. How are you doing today? Welcome to episode 115 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm Henneke Watkins Porto. Today's episode is with Tim Laskis, and he's a life coach since 2003, a mental performance coach with high-profile professional athletes since 2014. He's also the author of Finding Your Costa Rica, Five Powerful Steps to Personal, Professional, and Financial Success. He's a founder of Coach Wherever, Life Coach School, a university instructor for over 10 years, and he's a podcast host, and I love podcast hosts, yeah, of two shows, The Tim Laskis Show and Coach Wherever, Life Coach School Podcast. So I'm excited for us to talk about relax, take a deep breath, and get some tips for de-stressing as an entrepreneur. Welcome, Dr. Tim. Hi, Henneke. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you too. Thank you so much. Before we dive in, I have a little fun question for you, right? So, if you visited Jamaica right now, what's the first thing you would do? I think I would go find a place that serves that wonderful, delicious jerk chicken. Oh my gosh, everybody talks about jerk chicken. When I ask that question, they're talking about food. I know Jamaican jerk is just a bomb. Thank you. I'll help you find some if you get here. <laughs> yes. Well, well, you know, I had it while I was in Costa Rica and there was someone who actually was making out on the, on the street and and uh and I had some and it was just fantastic so I've never been to Jamaica but uh I've had it you know by someone who who was you know from Jamaica so mm-hmm. yeah, it was great and I can tell you it's even greater right here in Jamaica guaranteed <laughs> <laughs> all right relax take a deep breath tips for de-stressing as an entrepreneur and as I said in my pre uh interview chat with you Dr. Tim This is for me just as much as it is for my audience listening right now, right? So before we get into that, though, let's take a quick journey to you. I've said some stuff in the introduction, but a quick journey to who you are today. Yeah, well, I, you know, I've I've been on a long journey, journey, it seems like, um, you know, I'm staying busy with many different things and I wear many different hats uh, as a you know, a life coach, as an instructor, um, you know, and my training is in clinical psychology. I, I work with athletes. I work with the general public. And my wife often says that I do way too many things and I often find myself stressed out at times. And so I utilize my own techniques and strategies on myself to keep me sane and keep me going and productive. Well, that sounds great because you know what? You're going to have to share some of those with us today. Now, as an entrepreneur, stress is inevitable. As a matter of fact, scrap that. Living, breathing person, as long as you are that, stress is inevitable. What causes stress though? Well, stress can come from many different things. Um, Many times, you know, it, it could, we often look uh, to our surroundings as, as the source of stress. 
For example, you know, someone might say, oh, my kids are just stressing me out. I'm pulling my hair. They're always making noise and just creating havoc. I'm running around town, you know, or someone comes home and says, my boss is driving me nuts. You know, I, I just can't take it anymore. And and that's kind of, you know, drives that whole you know, here in, in the States, there's the, like the five o'clock whistle on the radio stations on Friday, you know, and, and it's like everybody gets off work at Friday at five and everybody's happy and excited because the, the stress of the week has just gotten too much. And so now they can go and do something fun and, and de-stress uh, themselves. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of what we've been taught is that everything around us is is the real reason and cause of, of stress. But I'm taking a different approach. And, and I know that, you know, what I'm saying is true is that stress really comes from within. It comes from our own thoughts and how we interpret what's going on around us. And, and so that's the real, you, you know, core factor there when it comes to being stressed out. Now, you could have multiple people have a very similar interaction with their boss. And some of them may say, I just can't take it anymore. I'm super stressed. My blood pressure is up. Uh, you know, my head's hurting. And then another person or another couple of people who had the very similar experience could say, eh, it's not a big deal. It doesn't bother me too much at all. So what is the real key factor there and in, in how their experiences were so different? And, and the answer is it's, it's what goes on in our thought process about the events that are going on around us. And, and that's the key, you know, for your listeners out there is, you know, it's, it's, it's real easy to blame everyone else. But we have to take control of being able to interpret things very differently and manage our own physiological state and our thoughts so that we can be productive. You know, you talk about, you know, being productive and, you know, managing that and it's all internal and all of that. No, I'm thinking about it. And right now I'm just projecting. I'm sorry, my wonderful peak performance. I'm projecting right now and I'm speaking very personally. So here I am working myself to a frazzle, right? And I'm aware that I'm working hard and I'm not exercising right now and I'm not eating well. What am I doing to my brain? What am I doing to my body? where stress is concerned. I know it's internal and I, you know, it depends on my thought process and all of that, but the physical things that are happening, what am I really doing? In your discussion there of, of talking about, you know, being frazzled and you've, you've got all these things going on that you're trying to do multitask. You've got, you, you know, you're probably in the middle of one thing and then you've got three other things lined up right behind it. And or four and or five thinking, Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Or four or five. And so the, the thoughts go to, oh my goodness, you know, I don't know if I can keep going. You know, what, what if I don't get it done? You know, how are people going to, uh, you know, interpret, you know, me as a person or as a business, you know, person or as a podcast host, they're going to think that I'm, you know, just totally out of my mind and just not with it and not able to accomplish anything. And so that kind of adds to the, to the stress. And, and so what happens, you know, you also talked about neglecting yourself and, and that actually is like kind of throwing gasoline on the fire. So here it is that you're, you're stressed out over, 
various things that are going on in your life, let's just say it's business related, uh, you haven't been exercising, you probably maybe have not been eating as well. And so then you're physiologically, your body from a physiological standpoint starts to, to run down. And, and so your, your brain, and you think of it different layers, you know, your brain's running on overdrive and then your physiological, your, your, your body systems start to really feel pressure. You know, your blood pressure is going up. Um, you're, you are starting to maybe feel fuller around the waist. Your, your clothes are not fitting as well. You know, you're tired, you're lethargic. Maybe your sleep is not that good. And then you get up the next day and then you're trying to tackle another mound of problems or issues and, and you're like, oh gosh, I'm just, I'm running out of gas. I'm running out of fuel. I can't get through it. And, and so we're just, it's what they call burnout and entrepreneurs are especially prone to this because entrepreneurs, they're a different breed. Because they think that, you know what, I can do something better. I can build this. I can build that. <clears throat> I can start my own company. I've got this great idea. I'm going to chase it. And so before they know it, they are up to their chins in all this stuff that they've been doing. Now, it could be weeks. It could be months building or it could even be years. And all of a sudden, they find themselves mentally and physically just exhausted and and people can have all sorts of reactions physiologically i mean they they could you know be diagnosed with diabetes they could have high blood pressure um they could have severe migraines and so that's your body's alarm system you know telling you hey things are not good internally you need to get, crank it down a little but as entrepreneurs Many times we only know one speed and that's fast. Oh, Let's yeah. Tackle it. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am hell bent on being able to accomplish everything that's in my mind and I'm going to make it happen. And then they find themselves, some of them find themselves literally at, at on the floor, just wiped out, exhausted. And instead of doing some of the things that they need to get back on track in a healthy way, some people will resort to other things that, that they think are going to, you know, solve the problem. Let's say that, you know, at the end of a long day, you come home and maybe you like to have a glass of wine and you're like, oh, now I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm feeling a little bit looser. Well, before you know it, as a couple of months go by or even years, that one glass turned into three or four or five and now you've got a real problem on your hand. And so, you know, we have a tendency to develop bad habits in order to try to manage that stress and, and that kind of real problem that's going on physiologically and mentally in between our brains and our bodies. All right. So I haven't yet gotten to the stage of the wine, but something tells me that you're having a camera following me around. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. Huh? Oh, too familiar. All right. And, you know, you mentioned, you did mention burnout because I was going to ask you, is it stress that leads to burnout? Yeah. Over stress, being stressed for a long period of time. So, you know, our bodies, physiologically, we are made in in such a way that we can handle 
short periods of stress. It's it's kind of goes back to to our fight or flight days, you know, mm-hmm. before really civilization when we were out, you know, hunting and gathering and and so if you know we had a bear that you know walked up on us, our bodies are made such that you know we physiological systems change so that we could either fight that bear or run away from it. And so it gives us our best chance of survival. However, in current times, when we have ongoing stress, it's like that bear is standing next to us for days and days and days at a time. (laughs) And our bodies (laughs) just can't deal with it. We can't deal with that bear being right next to us. And so literally we, we end up having all sorts of issues. And you, you hear people, you know, who talk about that they ended up going to the psych hospital and getting hospitalized, you know, for a couple of weeks because they were just so drained and depressed and, and they didn't have a way to come back. And, and so, you know, that's kind of really what goes on is we're built in a way that we can handle short periods of stress. However, the longer that it goes on, it really starts to take its toll physically and mentally. So our thought processes, so as thinking, going back to entrepreneurs who think they can accomplish everything and anything, um, you, you really need a sharp mind to do that. And initially, they are pretty sharp in the beginning. They have the energy and they have the mental strength. And then as time goes on, as the elevated stress levels you know, just kind of maintain for an extended period, they their their mental activity and being able to clearly think through solutions and make good sound judgments goes down. And so this is kind of part of the, there's a, a team of uh, researchers called Yerkes and Dotson. And so they found that, you know, a moderate level of excitement or, or arousal is best for optimal thinking. But once you get over that moderate level, the thought process, the the ability to make make good sound decisions goes down. And so I'll give an example. Um, If you think about someone who is training to jump out of a plane, Hinnick, I don't know if you've ever jumped out of a plane before. Not yet, not yet. Over Jamaica (laughs) with the beautiful landscape and the, the blue waters, the aqua blue. But anyway, you know, people who go through training to jump out of a plane, initially they start on the ground and they go through ground school and they watch a number of videos and, and they learn all these different things about, you know, once you get up to a certain level, this is how do you hold your arms and, and this is the suit that you wear, just kind of general things. And so as people are watching these videos and learning the different skills to be able to jump out of a plane and learn what to do at different, you know, levels, or if this happens or that happens, there's, there's kind of a moderate level of arousal. And so they're thinking very, very clearly, and they're able to follow the instructor. However, once they get up into that plane and the plane starts to close, the doors close, the the engine cranks up, it's starting to to vibrate. There's a loud noise. The plane takes off and starts ascending and goes up to, you know, a couple thousand feet, whatever it is altitude they're going to maintain before they get ready to jump. Once the person is is starting to climb in that plane, they're starting to think, uh-oh, what am I doing? <laughs> am I really doing this? And they look out the window and they see all the little trees and, the, and everything looks tea tiny and people look like ants. And they start to really panic. And as they start to panic, they get overstimulated. The door opens 
And the instructor points to you and says, jump out and you freeze. And you're like, uh, I, I, they don't know what to do. So they, they can't think there's no way for them to be able to do this safely. And so what, you know, they've done when it comes to instructing people to jump out of planes is they'll either tether them, you know, to them, to an instructor. So you're actually, the instructor's kind of on your back. And so they're in charge or what the military may do is have you, have you connected to a zip line and all they have to do is open the door and throw you out and the, the parachute will open automatically. And so you don't really have to think about it, but that's kind of what happens. Same thing when people have stage fright, they just get, there's over arousal, they're overstimulated and they may be, you know, up there to sing a song or something in a talent competition and they may be the best singer ever. And then they get up there and they just freeze and it's because of that overstimulation. And so being able to think clearly and to be able to make it through that situation, it becomes difficult. And so that happens when, when we get stressed and especially when we maintain those, those long periods of weeks and months of stress, it really takes its toll on the body. You've just explained everything that's going on with me right now. And there is, <laughs> there is something that I really want to get to and it's how we manage stress. But before we get there, I want to just ask this question. Uh, is it, can stress be managed or eliminated? I'm just throwing it out there. Do we manage, do we eliminate stress totally or it's just managed? It's a great question. Stress is never uh, eliminated because even though we have maybe dealt with so many problems that come up, let's just say as an entrepreneur, you know, whether it's customers who complain, you know, the first time you have a customer complain about your product or service, you, you know, you're, you don't know what to do and it, the stress kind of goes up and then you deal, you deal with it and they're happy. They go away. Another customer with the same issue comes up. You're like, oh, I've done that before. So the stress levels don't go up. So we learn over time how to handle different things, but there's always stuff that comes up that we've never kind of had to deal with before. And, and so whether it's in our personal lives or whether it's um, professionally, is, stress is just part of life. Um, we can never, you know, totally eliminate it. Um, in life, you know, we have an, as human beings, we have an opportunity to fill a whole spectrum of feelings from extreme joy and happiness to extreme sadness and despair. Um, and that's just part of life. And, and so, you know, kind of being stressed out is, is on that, you know, kind of spectrum of, of feelings and things. Um, it's all about management and having the skills to better manage stressful times and issues that come up. And even I'll take it a step further, even when you have those skills to be able to work your way out of a situation, you have to apply it. Sometimes people just drop the ball and they know how to do it. They know how to de-stress themselves, how to relax, how to work through a situation Sometimes people just choose not to do it. So even if you have the skills, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be, you know, well managed <laughs> for the rest of your life. It's something that you have to continually practice and utilize. Okay. Again, like, like I'm feeling the hits. I don't know. I'm just taking everything so personally today. Like, you know, I <laughs> am feeling those hits <laughs> coming right at me. All right. <laughs> so now here goes the where I want you to take us now is how can we manage stress? 
Yes. The first thing to do is to be aware of what your thoughts are about the situation. So, for example, um, I used the entrepreneur and the customer complaint just a moment ago. So if we go back to that, let's say you're a new entrepreneur and you have a customer who just bought your $900 you know, product and two days later they, they send you a nasty email and then they want to talk to you personally and you're like, oh no, <laughs> this can't happen. This is not good. And so, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, our businesses are our babies and we take everything really personal um, when when someone you know, has a complaint or an issue um, with with our service because we, we feel that's an extension of ourselves. And so automatically our thoughts may go to, uh-oh, maybe I'm not meant to be in business. Maybe my product is terrible. Maybe my service is just a joke. Um, maybe I really shouldn't be here. Maybe I should go back to my job, um, it, it, whatever it might be. So it's, it's a lot of it is to be aware of what are your thoughts at that time and that stressful moment. And once you have, that's kind of the, the first step in, in developing awareness. And once you have that awareness, then you need to go into what I call thought, thought stopping. And thought stopping is for you to break that pattern of that negativity, especially around those thoughts. So if you you have a customer who's complaining, you start thinking, uh-oh, I'm a terrible entrepreneur. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to be out of business. Word's going to spread. You just say, stop. That's nonsense. Do not allow yourself to go any further. And literally to yourself, just say, stop. And so you want to stop that, that negative process. And then you want to go into the kind of the third phase, which is I'm going to change it around. All right. Yes, I have a, a customer here who is unhappy with my product. However, this is going to be a good learning experience for me because maybe it's just a misunderstanding. This is going to be something that's going to help me better my product or better my business. I'm going to be better at this. I can't wait to help this person. This is going to be a fantastic opportunity. So you could see how that different thought process is going to make you react. And what happens is there's, and this is kind of what I teach in, in our, the coach wherever life coach school is your thoughts drive your feelings. Your feelings drive your behavior. And so I'll say that again. Your thoughts drive your feelings. Your feelings drive your behavior. So if I'm thinking that I'm a terrible entrepreneur, this customer is going to spread rumors about me, those are negative thoughts. As a result, I'm going to start feeling anxious. I'm going to start feeling very stressed out. I'm going to start feeling nervous. And then my behavior is going to be, well, Maybe I don't even want to talk to that customer. Maybe I don't even want to go there. Um, I just, maybe I just, I lose confidence in myself and what I'm going to say, how I'm going to handle it. Versus if I say, this is a good opportunity for me to learn. This is wonderful because I'm going to improve my, my product. And so as a result of thinking that, you're going to feel much more optimistic. You're going to feel much more confident and you're going to develop probably a list of questions and things that you're going to have for that person and schedule them because you're going to be looking forward to it. So you can see the difference in how your thought pattern really drives how you feel and those feelings drive the outcome or behavior. 
Absolutely. You know, and I can relate to a specific example. When I just started business in my t-shirt business, there's a customer who ordered thousands of US dollars worth of products and they're like a few items short of what she needed to have. So I substituted it for another design and did she blow her top? And I so panicked initially, but then what that led me to do is the fact that she didn't settle for, you know, less than what she had ordered, you know, and be specific. I had a learning experience and I realized that it set the foundation for how I treated other customers going forward. You know, for me, it was no big deal. Okay. I gave her most of what she wanted. I just substituted a few of what, you know, I didn't have. And so that she could get the entire quantity and she wouldn't have none of it. And she was spending lots of money and it was cash that she was paying me. So, you know, that was a learning experience for me. And I remember the anxiety that it caused. But in our few moments that we have left, and I'm so sorry that we don't have much more time. But in our few moments that we have left, right, I'm going to ask you to give your final thoughts and, you know, Sherry, and perhaps even talk about breathing and how breathing can help us to manage our anxiety and, and that, that is causing stress. Yeah. No matter how bad that it gets, you can always turn it around. So you have to have faith that, you know, things are not always going to be as stressful or as bad and that you do not have to burn yourself out so much that you hit rock bottom. That There is a way to catch it early, which is a great thing. And so utilizing just those quick little strategies of, you know, be aware of what your thoughts are, stop the negative ones, replace with positive. And then you can also do something and you talked about breathing, which is that will change your actual physiological state by adjusting your breathing pattern. And that will help you relax very quickly. And so the way the deep Belly breathing is what I call it. The way that it works is that you want to breathe in through your nose, filling your lower diaphragm. So when you breathe in, your kind of your stomach area should push out. And so instead of your chest or your shoulders lifting up, which means you're trying to fill the upper diaphragm, breathe in through your nose, pushing your stomach out and try to expand that area. Hold it for a couple of seconds. And then exhale in a very slow, controlled manner and repeat it about two, three, four times. And after about the fourth time, you will notice that you start to feel a little bit tingly, maybe a little bit lightheaded and a little bit relaxed. Um, This is a technique that I use with my professional athletes who are getting ready to go out and perform um, and It helps them immensely. And so I've seen a direct correlation with them being able to control their breathing and and them being able to perform at the highest level. And this works with average citizens. It works with entrepreneurs and it works with everyone. And so just regulate your breathing. When we get stressed, one or two things happen. And I know we're running out of time is we either hold our breath or we have these short, shallow breaths. And those make us feel really, really anxious and panicked. So if anybody's ever had a panic attack and they go to the emergency room, many times they'll just have you breathe very slow, deep breaths into a paper bag and they'll bring themselves back down to a relaxed state without any medication. So it's very, very powerful. And so that's what I recommend. Absolutely. Dr. Tim, how can we get in touch with you? Yes. um, You could go to my website at coach wherever.com that's coach wherever.com 
And um, for your listeners, there's a free mini mental health um, webinar on there. It's a little short video of some tips and tricks that your listeners can learn very quickly to improve their how they feel, how they think, and even with relationships. It just gives them a couple of little things to get them on their way and feeling good and great again so they can tackle the world. Oh, thank you so much. My peak performance, my guest has been today, Dr. Tim Laskis. And what a time we've had. I mean, I could talk with you, Tim, forever and ever and ever about this subject, especially since right now it is hitting home so very uh, personally. Thank you so much, doctor, for coming on and sharing with us. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. And my peak performers, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode with Dr. Tim Laskis. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until next time, remember to visit hennekawatkisporter.com and see which of my programs will serve you. As your inspirational leader, I have several resources that you can leverage to level up. You know that. So today I'm encouraging you to check out my online podcast course or sign up for a live upcoming workshop. Again, visit hennekawatkisporter.com and you will find value to help you on your leadership and entrepreneurial journey. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good? We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mahfoud. CEO of Jamaican Keys, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.